Welcome. This is a podcast dedicated towards understanding the guidance and ideals contained within Shinyuan Buddhist practices. It is meant as a way to find additional insight into your own everyday actions, reinforce your understanding of the Dharma, and a different way to present each month's guiding principles. Let's begin. May 2012 Shinyuan Buddhism Introductory Extras Podcast Dealing with Dharma and the Causes of Karma The Perpetual Cycle of Karma Please do not feed the bears Dharma, simply put, is nature's law, the way things are meant to be in nature, the way water flows to its lowest point, choosing the path of least resistance, and gradually dissolves that which impedes its progress. Describing what karma is would be perhaps like a sack you carry with you through life. Though unlike a regular sack that can only get heavier, a karma sack can become lighter than air, or like a balloon lift you up when we're filled with more positive, light or floating things than negative, heavy things. How do you end up carrying things around in your karma sack? By performing actions that break nature's law, the dharma concept we described earlier. You increase the heavy things. By performing actions that reinforce nature's law, you increase the positive light things, and can even get rid of some of the negative heavy things you accumulated earlier. So, let's say for example that the natural state of two people is simple coexistence, that is, they don't really affect one another, and each person lives independently of each other. An example of negative karma would be doing something towards that person that resulted in them having a negative experience, like lying, cheating, or stealing from them. A positive karma element might be helping the other person, teaching the other person, or giving something to them. A religious element to Buddhism would be the concept of reincarnation, or living with the consequences of what you have done before and past lives, and taking into consideration that your daily actions impact the lives of your future self. But even further than that, Buddhism also takes into consideration all spiritual influences, positive and negative, of every person you have affected for ten generations before the here and now. For practical purposes, this prevents someone from simply rationalizing, okay, I'm being really bad in this life, but so what, it's mine to live. I one day will die and no one else suffers. Buddhism teaches that compassion and suffering, or positive and negative karma, is a spiritual inventory that is continuously inherited from generation to generation. To put it really simply, if your life today is really horrible, it's probably not just your own current actions that led to it being negative. You might be experiencing the result of ten generations of similarly negative lifetimes that have been passed on the burden to you. Or looking at this in a strictly psychological manner, the selective experiences of your own ancestors through parenting practices and behavioral modification have resulted in how you tend to react to things today. So what do you do with this sack full of negatives? You start performing positive karma actions and help balance all the negatives that you're carrying. This process is what we refer to as cutting karma, or more accurately, cutting negative karma. You might consider the beginning steps being similar to filing your taxes. You need to embrace and accept your own personal liabilities as well as your assets. Being able to look into a mirror and accept what you see is an important breakthrough. Instead of immediately becoming critical and determining what you want to change, which becomes egocentric or self-centered, accept what you see and see if you can have gratitude for what you've been given as a person. Another critical step towards changing karma is also to respect others. Do not let your own negative elements affect other people. 
While this is a relatively complex idea and concept, I found one of my first beginning questions about Buddhist practice to be quite enlightening. I asked, what do Buddhists do with a homeless person asking for money? I already knew the principle of reducing your attachments to material things like money, so it seems sort of logical that you might just give it away to a needy person. Instead, I was challenged with a different perspective. The homeless person has a heavy burden of negative karma. You add to that negative burden by reinforcing the person's behavior, like pouring gasoline to put out a fire. Does the giving of money to that person lessen your guilty feeling about not doing something for them, showing another self-centered action? Remember, you cannot really change anything or anybody else other than yourself. The same is true of everyone else. They must want to change themselves and also take steps to make the changes happen. It is also important that helping a person does not necessarily mean making things easier for that person. Asking for a handout doesn't signify the person wants to change what they're doing, but asking for a job or advice just might get them started on a new path. These days, when encountering someone asking for money, I'll usually suggest that they do something for someone else that might result in a payment, like offering to play cards or fortune-telling or simply being a good listener, rather than relying upon someone's guilt. I'm reminded of a simple instruction made by park rangers to tourists in Yellowstone National Park. Please do not feed the bears. Why? Is it because we would make the bears fat? Actually, it's because it creates unnatural expectations. The first time a previously fed bear comes upon a tourist unwilling to feed them, it will tend to get angry and frustrated, resulting in dangerous and unpredictable outcomes. Do you think the bear was unable or unwilling to forage for food on its own? Bears that figure out it's easier to open up a trash can or break into a garage for its food, instead of finding and catching prey, become dependent on that source. Humans are not that far from the bears in that respect. So, you have to be very aware of your actions, especially related to how this balance of karma works. Think carefully about how your actions can unexpectedly generate negative karma for another person or thing. To serve others and your own self and ancestors, one of the basic tenements of good behavior, we must also be aware of the appropriate forms that service can take without creating more negative burden in the process. That's it for this month. Thank you for listening. For more information, feel free to email me at jlui at net or Twitter at jhlui1. With Akasho, this is James.